It is August 6th, 2021, and here I was thinking during SmackDown, well, this is a ho-hum episode. What are we going to really have to talk about tonight? But NXT talent releases breaking during SmackDown tonight. Um, lots of news going on in the world of wrestling. So much talk lately about the competition between AEW, WWE, WWE and NXT superstars contracts being up. Are they going to renew? What's going on with all this talent moving around? Non-compete clause is about to expire for some talent. And then tonight, these NXT releases just drop a bombshell into the pool of available talent available. So we're going to talk about SmackDown. Um, SmackDown tonight, it was an episode. We got a while till SummerSlam. They didn't want to overdo it. We had some movement, but not much. Um, but Alfred, let's jump into it with this NXT stuff. Uh, give us the story. Give us the the headlines and the details. Yeah, uh, more terrible news, really. Hashtag WWE releases is once again trending worldwide because there has been another wave of releases for NXT talent, some very big names. In all, according to Fightful and PW Insider, the list of names that have been released, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, big bummer. A lot of big names, as you know, on that list. I mean, even Bronson Reed, who has actually confirmed his release, was positioned as one of the bigger, maybe top two or three stars in NXT as recently as a month ago in terms of people not only saying that he's one of the bigger stars for winning that North American title and then telling you his story, but then when he lost, people just assumed he's going to the main roster. And over the past month, weird booking, and now he's gone. Bronson Reed has actually confirmed his release, saying on Twitter, just got released from WWE. Uh, the monster is back on the loose. You don't know what you've just done. He also added AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and Ring of Honor. So some big names being cut loose from NXT as WWE continues. I mean, we saw Bray Wyatt get released. We've seen uh, now LeBron Strowman and Malachi Black, who's, as he's now known in AEW, get released. And this is another wave of release with some big names, this time in NXT. So, Issa, what do you think about this? Yeah, I guess after some of the names that we've seen, nothing really feels shocking anymore because it's like, you know, you – I don't even know even the timing that they like that they did it, you know, on a Friday night in the middle of SmackDown. Um, I just, I, I guess I'm worried for NXT and 205 Live future. I mean, the roster is gonna. These are people that we either just saw on Tuesday or are advertised for 205 Live. Like, I don't know. I don't understand how a company that's worth so much, ran by a billionaire, feels like it's so chaotic at the moment. Something just doesn't click. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're going to do all these releases just to budget cut or whatever, shouldn't it just happen at once? The fact that every week it just feels like they wake up and putting names out of a hat and releasing them. That's really what this is coming off of. Like, who are we going to yeah. release today? I don't know. It's getting old. I mean, I haven't thought they were serious about selling the company. This makes me think it's another step closer. I'm going to just guesstimate over a year, this is maybe $2 million in savings, maybe two and a half. Between the 13 talents, if we look at variances in, uh, in pay, some of those non-TV talent and whatnot, I mean, this is saving them a decent amount of money. Why else would they be doing this? It's not like NXT. I mean, and, and that's what makes this surprising. Um, NXT has been using a lot of this talent. Bronson Reed, I feel like, was one of their main stars. Mercedes Martinez, until she got um, injured, was being pushed. Jake Atlas has been used regularly. Leon Ruff. I mean, there's a lot there. I think, but the next thing is, look, people are saying, oh, NXT is going to be gone. I mean, they're going to cancel 205 Live first. I've thought 205 Live was 
had a limited lifespan to begin with, I would be very shocked if that's still going six months from now. Yeah, I mean, it's very tough for that show, uh, especially 205 Live and how that works. And who knows if WWE even considered that in terms of the fact that 205 Live wouldn't have very many bodies on it. I don't know if there was much care about that. Uh, I do think that, you know, I thought for a while now, because this is pretty much a weekly thing for us. And it is on Fridays because there's an old saying in business that when you give somebody bad news, you do it on a Friday so they don't go postal and they have the weekend to kind of cool off. But unfortunately, that's just how these businesses do it is uh, news dumps on Fridays. And I do think that, you know, maybe they are gearing up for a sale there's a number at the very least in mind of what they want their budget to be in terms of the cost that they're spending overall and these talent costs these front office costs they've been making main roster costs nxt you name it performance center they've been cutting everything in this company to try to get down to this number and i do think that maybe they do have a strategy and maybe only nikon and the administration and wwe knows in terms of who they're going to be cutting but i don't think the plan is to just cut all these people at once they're just kind of trying to go through waves of these releases to progressively get to the number that they're getting to. So there is a business element to this. You're seeing a lot of these media companies selling for a lot of money uh, in this era. Content is king. And Reese Witherspoon just sold her company for almost a billion dollars. And I guarantee you, Vince McMahon saw that. It was like, huh, like if she can get, you know, if this company that's really an upstart company can get a billion dollars, I might be able to get 10. And, um, you know, yeah. maybe they're gearing toward that. This and Vince is like, speculation. Vince is like, and what has she done since Legally Blonde? So clearly I'm working on <laughs> Uh, no, and look, I've been thinking about this, and again, this is conjecture. I'm not an analyst. I don't. I mean, my stock portfolio is underwater. Don't take advice from me on anything in life, except maybe what TV shows and movies to watch and foods to try. Um, but uh, when it comes to stocks, so I mean, look, I think NBC Universal makes the most sense with Peacock. Like if Fox doesn't work, Fox doesn't have a streaming service. Fox, I could see maybe wanting to start one, but they're not going to be able to get them out of the NBC Universal deal. I was just looking at the Comcast stock. It's like a fifty bucks and change or fifty eight bucks something a share. It's comparable WWE stock. I think NBC Universal makes the most sense to acquire them. People are speculating Disney. This, <laughs> no, for a variety of reasons, but I think NBC Universal, in my mind, is who I'd bet money on to acquire them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they will make them open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. SmackDown is essentially the only product they don't own. So it would essentially be the next time the rights come up, if they can get SmackDown, you might as well buy the company because then you're just paying leases despite owning all this company. So it'll save NBC Universal money in the long run. And by the way, Reese Wizardman was great in uh, Big Little Lies. That was a great show that oh. she was on. Uh, I, I know she's had show. a career since. I mean, you know, she was me, great on Freeway. Don't you remember uh, Freeway? Oh, Freeway. With with Robert? Robert? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Come on. No, no. No. no you that was, what was the one that? That was fear. That was too. Oh, and car, what was it? Uh, intentions. There is yeah. a lot more than Legally Blonde. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. I know. I love one of my favorite films of all time. I'm just, I was making fun of what Vince McMahon might say. Right, yeah, making clear respect out there. I know. I know. What, 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 what did Mark Wahlberg carve in his chest in fear? I remember it was forever, but what were their names? I can't remember. He carved like their names. Oh my four God. Forever. And he spelled the number four and then EVA yeah. in his chest. <laughs> Um, oh my god, that movie's a classic. Fear is a classic. Listen, Milano was and Freeway that? too. Freeway too. I haven't Freeway seen that one in a was while. Was Kiefer Sutherland right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Watch DC Cab last night. By the way, that is barely a film. That is just a series <laughs> of scenes <laughs> strung together. It was not good. Seller <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez nine ninety nine saying couldn't even focus on SmackDown. This is the worst time yeah. ever to be a WWE fan. Why should we as fans invest time and talents if we know they could be cut unexpectedly at any time now? 
Yeah, that is another dynamic. As much as my heart does go out to the people who are released, you know, probably first and foremost, you think about the people who are in WWE now and the level of names you've seen being released. I don't think anybody can feel confident in their job. You know, I mean, you know, you could say Roman Reigns and maybe that's about it. I mean, even me as an observer watching, I'm watching like Randy Orton has been on TV for a while. So now my mind is starting to go like, well, where's Randy Orton? Is he coming back? Uh, you don't know who could be next in terms of uh, the contract because clearly to a lot of these fans and to a lot of people watching who invest their time in the product, these are some of their favorite wrestlers. But to the front office, these are more or less contracts and numbers. Yeah. And how do, you know, this is a big number that we got to get off the books. And it's NXT. When do they do NXT? NXT, the way it goes is we're fans. We love them. We root for them. Then they get called up to the main roster and have their careers destroyed. But at least they're making more money. Like, when do people get cut from NXT like this? Yeah. You know, this is very, very rare, very weird. It's Z five dollars saying so much great talent out there for other promotions to scoop up. WWE has essentially become P the performance center for the competition. Jake Atlas, I think, is eight like so much synergy. Him going to AEW, oh, yeah. uh, Jungle Boy already tweeted a photo. The two of them came up together in the world of professional wrestling. I think he makes a ton of sense there. Um, JJ Smith, five dollars saying Comcast or Fox won WWE the next year or so. NXT will be canceled. They're not gonna, they're not gonna cancel NXT especially if they own it, it's on the network that they own, unless they decide that showing, um, you know, Tokyo Drift for the 8 millionth time is going to make them more money on a Wednesday at 8 o'clock. You know? Yeah. There's still value. <laughs> right. uh, then, why are the Harry Potter movies always on the USA Network? I feel like every time I flip to USA, it's a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, I think they the NBC Universal bought them or either owns them or something. Yeah, well, Harry they've Potter got... Them traction at the Universal Studios. Yes, yes licensed from Warner Brothers. Uh, JJ Smith again, five dollars. Bad business for giving WWE a horrible reputation and devaluing the company in their mind and their investors. This is just money off the books. And I was thinking about this earlier. There's probably been a lot of stuff we don't know about that's happened in mm -hmm. you know the office about Definitely. people that don't get read about. You know, famously, uh, Marvel Studio or not Marvel Studios, Marvel Comics is like notoriously one of the cheapest work places to work forever. You're you have to get permission to print something in color. And you have to print something on both sides of the page because they really hate waste. For all we know, they could be doing cost-cutting measures across the board. Like, we're not going to give you a snack closet anymore. From now on, you know, and now we have a soda machine, not a refrigerator full of sodas. <laughs> they could be doing a lot of these things behind the scenes. Yeah, and even outside of the, the reputation, I worry more about the morale backstage with the performers. It's like, how do you walk around when you don't know if you even, you're, you don't have any job security right now? I feel like anybody could go and that, that can't, help them as you know as a company to have that i don't know maybe they're doing some kind of meetings but you know the way these things are being reported doesn't really sound like these people are getting a lot of explanations about this cuts. they're just getting the same explanation as everybody else so i just feel bad for those people walking around backstage wondering am i next yeah, and Vince, I mean, he kind of foreshadowed this in kind of a dark way during the investors meeting. And he did fuel a conspiracy theory that has been riding, um, you know, that is coming up in Twitter and, you know, among fans in terms of Vince McMahon saying, maybe I could supply AEW with some competition, uh, meaning maybe as I release more and more people, AEW will be overwhelmed and, you know, sign all these people. And, you know, it's just gotten to the point where people are now speculating that he's doing it as a, a means to sabotage AEW. So now they have so many people that they've signed so many people that it hurts their budget, which, you know, is ridiculous uh, to think. But that is just the level of paranoia that has been created amongst all these releases. And this could be really good for NWA, really good for Impact, Ring of Honor. You know, it yeah, might not be the, the worst thing. thing. 
Yeah. That's the thing. There's eyes yeah. on so many companies right now because of AEW and the Forbidden Door. I feel like people are paying attention to a lot of other companies outside of AEW right now. The AEW cannot sign everybody. So, of course, we got to think of the other options. Yeah, and that's the benefit of AEW not being able to sign mm -hmm. everyone is that it provides yeah. more talent for other companies. I mean, look, especially if they're still able to work indies and NXT contracts. I forgot what it was, Alfred. You might know this better than me. Like four or five years ago, I think Finn Balor was at the top. It was speculated on this list that maybe he was doing like a quarter of a million dollars a year. Like there's a relatively low ceiling compared to the main roster on NXT contracts. So I think this talent, um, what was it? The starting used to be like 30,000 a year. And I think women would get more because they had more. And this, my term or their term, not mine. They had more upkeep when it came to being TV ready. Um, but your average NXT developmental contract, I mean, I think they could, these guys can make, and women could probably make more in the indies. They, they, they likely couldn't. So, I mean, I can't remember who it was uh, who did came, come out after they got released and they had said that they are making more money on the indies than when they were with WWE, just due to the fact that you have to pay your own expenses on WWE. Uh, when you're on the indies, they fly you out. And there's a lot of negotiation that you can have in terms of not having to pay as much. Uh, but and you know what there is hope yet on the indies because you see Zack Ryder of all people has become one of the hottest wrestlers in the business after his release from WWE and then that short stint of AEW going to GCW of all places so there are moments you know because the internet is a great equalizer you can reinvent yourself by going viral with any of these promotions and uh, it's going to be all up to the wrestlers and their own creativity yeah and so in NXT these all have 30-day non-competes correct not 90. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I think that's yeah. case sensitive, but typically, I oh. guess the, the rule of thumb is uh, 30 days for, for NXT. But I, I can't, I don't know in terms of all these contracts that they signed. So, uh, way to put a downer tonight on SmackDown. Yeah, that it's a uh, terrible downer. And then uh, one more Adam Cole update. Uh, it was reported before SmackDown that Adam Cole has flown to Tampa in order to have a high level meeting with Vince McMahon. Earlier today, Tony Khan denied offering Adam Cole a contract, which was reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, that Tony Khan is denying, but it was reported by Fightful that Adam Cole met with Vince McMahon uh, to, you know, his contract's coming up this month. They did extend him, and uh, there is talk of him possibly going to AEW, but WWE looks very serious to be making a push to keep Adam Cole. So what do you think about uh, Adam Cole meeting with Vince McMahon, Isa? Maybe that's why we had all the cuts, so Adam Cole can mm. get all the NXT money. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, listen, you'll be stupid not to try to fight for Adam Cole, right? But at the same time, if you're looking at it from Adam Cole's perspective, you might also be stupid if you don't explore your options, you know? I think Adam Cole is, you know, based on things and stories that we hear, super nice guy. He could have just walked off with his contract ending and showed up somewhere else and blown up the, the wrestling industry. And he didn't do that. He told them. So I do think that Adam Cole has a respect and a loyalty to WWE. Um, but I do think he should, he should um, you know, explore his options. But you'd be stupid not to offer him whatever it is that he's looking for. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wonder how uh, much Vince even knows about Adam Cole. You know? Well, I mean, it is a good sign if Vince is willing to meet with the guy. I mean, I'm sure he knows enough to know at least how valuable he would be to AEW. At the very least, the strategy in signing That's, out of yeah. pole is maybe WWE foreseeing whether it's Vince McMahon knowing or Triple H. Triple maybe H. Him that, hey, man, if this guy goes to the other company, he's 
can explode and he can be very valuable to them. And that is something at the very least that WWE can play defense. But, you know, one of the big talking points of Adam Cole going to AEW potentially is that a lot of people believe that Vince you know, wouldn't take to him. He's not Vince's type of guy. He would never go to the main roster. But the fact that Vince is meeting with him, that might be one of the discussion items. I'm sure more is going to yeah. come out about this meeting, but it might be some assurances that not only are we going to pay you, we're going to bring you up to the main roster. And that would be something that I think for sure would keep Adam Cole in WWE. I guarantee you it's a Triple H thing. Because Triple H sees the value in him. Oh, sure. Vince probably got him in there and said, you know, we've had a long relationship with your brother, Michael. And I would like to <laughs> extend that by keeping How's you. How's it going, Andy Cole? Cole? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. If he ends up making a boatload of money, but chasing after the 24-7 title on Raw a year from now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but it's not guaranteed. I mean, with the downside, whatever your downside is, you got essentially 90 days. I mean, because they could fire you the next day, pay you for three months, and that's it. You know? Sure, and he's got to protect himself from that. Adam Cole has some yeah. leverage because this is a unique situation where his contract yeah. laps, and he, if he leaves, could show up on AWTV very soon. You know, he is they're working together on kind of a handshake thing to extend him through SummerSlam. So in making negotiations, he better be saying, I want this much guaranteed money. I want a no-cut contract or something that will assure that after signing him, they won't cut him like they've done with a lot of people lately. Wonder wonder who's managing him. Is he a Barry Bloom guy? Wonder uh I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, he's got he's got to get guaranteed money. There's no way. I mean, he's got to get like. I mean, that was the thing. But they don't do that anymore. I mean, WCW was doing that, and that look how expensive that was, giving guys uh, essentially no cancel contracts. Um, so we got a couple other super chats here. JJ Smith, two dollars, saying PW Insider says NXT is getting repackaged. I mean, which is weird. I mean, I don't think like the problem. Yeah, but the problem with NXT isn't the talent; it's not the storytelling. I mean, I think if anything, it's that they've got too many guys that just blend together. And it's weird to me is that's not who was released. You know what I mean? I, mean, I would say Bobby Fish is one of those guys that kind of blends okay, with, you know, sure. with Kyle O'Reilly or Roderick Strong. Yes. I mean, I'm not he, glad he's released. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that, he, I guess. He's probably the most forgettable member of Undisputed Era. Right. But he was an integral part to, to the whole group. It's just it was tough for him on his own. Uh, not all his fault, but he really wasn't given much in terms of once he was turned loose. It's true. Uh, Tina Miller, $5, saying, I know Asher Hale, poor guy, just sold his house in Augusta and moved his family oh, to Tampa no. a month ago. Wow. Oof. That's tough. It's weird, man. It's all weird. This is all weird. This makes me not feel good about supporting WWE. I want to support the talent. I like the talent. Just, man, like, it's just tough. It's tough to root for this company, right? Like... I mean, I, I see it from both ways. I, I sure. it really sucks from the human element. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be cold about this or anything, but I mean, maybe it's because I spend so much time looking at the business. This is like a lot of these are executive decisions that there's a directive of something. I don't know. People are speculating a sale, but there is a directive in terms of the stock price is the most important thing to WWE right now. And they're doing everything they can to get down there. And this is one of the, uh, in their eyes, necessary evils in getting there. You know, it's weird to say it's a necessary evil because they're making more money than ever, but the way a billionaire thinks is when they make money, they want to make more. They want to double and triple that money. They don't necessarily, it's not a benevolent thing to be a billionaire, unfortunately, in this country. You know, there's a really good movie. I think it's streaming now. Uh, it's like Michael Moore's least known film called The Big One from the mid 90s. And he wrote it all about corporate profits. Like how much yeah. is enough? Right. At what point do we say, like we're making a fine living, our stockholders are getting paid. Like when do we stop cutting costs and ruining lives in the name of the bottom line? 
It's a very, very good movie. I, even if you yeah. don't like Michael Moore, I highly recommend this movie. It's not so much political as it is talking about corporate hierarchy. And, and our country's only gotten significantly worse in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend that. It's called The Big One, which uh, in the movie, that's his joke of he wants to rebrand America and say America should rename itself as The Big One and uh, change its national anthem to We Will Rock You. <laughs> right. Michael Cole's, uh, Michael Moore is very funny. Very funny. Yeah. He's very funny. Most of uh, documentary. I don't think I've seen that one. It's very good. It's about his book tour. It's really he goes, good. Yeah, yeah. He goes around tours plants. He talks to people who've been laid off. Like it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I think it was a real eye opener to me uh, when it first came out in the mid nineties. Um, so we've got some other news. Yeah, let's uh, run through these last couple of stories. Pete Dunne, uh, according to, I believe it was Fightful, he's a free agent, according to Fightful Select. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, it's expected that his contract expiring toward the end of August. So that's another name to keep out on. And then uh, let's end on some pretty good news in that WWE NXT TakeOver 36 is now reportedly being discussed for Las Vegas. This is something that we've talked about on the NXT podcast, looking at this lineup building, that it's a very, really stacked lineup. And so hopefully they're going to be able to have uh, – a bigger crowd for this pay-per-view for NXT TakeOver 36. Seems very last minute of a decision to make, especially with everything going on right now. But at the same time, I do think that TakeOver should take place elsewhere, especially if they're going to keep the CWC. I think that's hurting them, you know, when it comes to TakeOver. So, I mean, you have a bunch of people traveling to Vegas for it. It just seems like the timing right now is, uh, especially with everything going on with, you know, COVID cases and all of that. It feels like that's something that should have been decided ahead of time. But if there's a place that has plenty of arenas and, and places that are open that you could rent out last minute, it's Vegas. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, different stories people have been reporting and speculating. Plan is still for SummerSlam to go through as expected, even though WWE recognizes uh, the rumors. They recognize they might have to stop having live events in person for a short while sometime mm-hmm. in the near future. Oh man, that'd be horrible. Yes. Yes, yeah. it would get vaccinated. Imagine. Get a vaccine, everyone. Trust me, you're helping to save Please. professional wrestling. Seriously. At no, that yeah, point, I mean great reason for a lot of these people. <laughs> I know people that work in the event industry and like touring industry, like that do sound and work in production. And I've been looking at their Facebook page, pages lately and they are just going on like like it's coming. They're saying people are already postponing tour dates, talking about canceling tours. Like, if we do not turn this around, we're going to be back where we were a year ago. You know, and that's going to a couple of. I've got. I'm planning a couple of events that I'm going to in the future, and I've already started to get those emails. Like, hey, in case we uh, release or in case we don't do this, we might. uh, So that's not good. Yeah, seriously. Um. So you know, and some people think about it like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, vaccine. It's going to rewrite your DNA. I, I came up with this analogy today while I was playing Fortnite, where it's like in Fortnite, when you drink the shield potion, like it's just giving you a hundred extra hit points when people shoot at you. It's just giving you that buffer before you actually start getting hurt. Right. Just think of it like that. You know, it's okay. just your shield potion against COVID. That's what they call it. That's what they should call it. Not the vaccine. That's become a the dirty word to some people call it the shield potion. Oh my God. Yep. I did the rift event today. Watching that Ariana Grande. Like, did this weird, like, dreamscape concert thing in Fortnite. It was very strange. <laughs> very strange. They're replaying it a few times over the weekend. I recommend checking it out. Uh, you get, like, a, a fuzzy uh, pink umbrella with, uh, like, teddy barriers if you attend the event. So there's that. Why am I still playing Fortnite? Okay, so we have to talk about uh, SmackDown. Do you guys watch the Suicide Squad yet? No, I've heard great things. Uh, I'm definitely watching okay. it this weekend. We'll save that. We'll save that for Tuesday. 
Uh, but I recommend everyone watch it. The role John Cena was born to play. 30 Undertaker, three one three five dollars How does this affect Adam Cole resigning with NXT? If Adam Cole leaves NXT, who do they have to market on NXT? Um, I mean, is Adam Cole... I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Adam Cole is like the big, bright, shining star of NXT because I just feel like he's done everything. Yeah, twice, that. three times. I mean, he's been there for a long time. And that's why part of why I think Vince McMahon is the one meeting with them. Uh, maybe there is a plan if he is to resign to go to the main roster. Um, you know, I, I think if Adam Cole resigns with NXT and the deal is to be with NXT, they might reposition him. But yeah, there is that is another one of those sticking points in terms of why people think Adam Cole could go to AEW is that there, there really is nothing left for him to do. Yeah, right. Best thing for Finn Balor in NXT was leaving NXT for a while. Yeah. Same with Samoa yeah. Joe, right? It's just interesting. It's much more interesting when they come back. Um, so SmackDown results, every like three people in the chat room are like, we really got to talk about SmackDown. Three <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a, like, I'm sorry, but if you are a fan of WWE and SmackDown is front and center, the first thing on your mind tonight, like, come on. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of... But it yeah. wasn't great. There. If they put on a burner of a show, <laughs> yeah, if they put on an amazing show, it'd be like, well, you know, despite all of this, couldn't detract from what a great show SmackDown was. And I was like, no, it was it was okay. Um, you know, they were in Tampa. Sasha, though. Let's talk about Sasha. This is what started well. This is when we were still living in a pre-release world. And everything was yeah. so nice. <laughs> Sasha Banks coming out, cutting this promo on Bianca Belair. Bianca come out and responding. Bianca coming out and saying, Probably, I think, one of her best promos because she did not babyface it tonight. Mm -hmm. She was holding her own with Sasha. And then that bringing Zelina out was smart because I think Bianca looking elevated over Zelina, like, you know, really just cutting a very good promo, uh, responding to Zelina. Like, I think this was helping Bianca rebuild after tapping out at the end of last week's episode. Yeah. yeah, I thought Bianca Belair looked like a badass tonight in that in that opening segment. The fact that she kind of like told Sasha and the fact that she was like, I'm going to take on you both. She's a fighting champion. And she rubbed on Sasha's face. Hey, you're not the champion. Stay out of this conversation. All three of them looked amazing and great representation in that ring to open the show with the, you know, Sasha, Bianca and, and Selena. It, it was it was awesome. I love seeing it. I also really enjoy Selena's promo i really wish she could get some wins which apparently is impossible now but if she could get some wins to back up the way that she talks because we all know she's good on the mic but it's very hard to make her believable when she's just taking all of these pins every week yeah i think after tonight though she doesn't want to go backstage and be like you know i think i should be winning this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're right about that let me get my call my friend nick a call and see if he, uh, he agrees <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this opening segment was fantastic. I thought it was really good for such like uh, it's kind of formulaic in WWE to where we're going to open the segment and have people interrupt each other and talk. But for such a formulaic formula, they took this and I thought it was very convincing in terms of these three women wanted to fight. I love Bianca Belair saying that Selena shouldn't even get in the ring. Like she just did come off like you were, she was not the one that night. So I really liked seeing those three interact with each other. I thought this was great. And Sasha, that outfit tonight, like. Sasha's making some money. Yeah, she's the best dressed person in WWE, I think. Of all the yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, understands her fashion and dresses like a superstar and just it stands out without looking like a cartoon. Best dress in WWE. Period. When you go back to those performing center era episodes, Sasha came out slaying. I was like, this empty arena is not worth of this outfit that this yeah. woman's putting on every yeah. week. Like she she's awesome. You can tell she really 
knows her character and what she needs to look like. If you're going to call yourself the boss, you need to come out looking like that. And she does. And that fringe tonight on those sleeves. Yeah. Beautiful. Great. It's hot. I mean, it just <laughs> looked good. Normally, I'm a big marabou fringe fan. But tonight, like, that style is really good. Really good. Her fringe game on point. Great. Um, my wife always corrects me because I call it tassels. And she said, you mean fringe? I call them tassels, too. Apparently, it's fringe. No. Boy, come on. Because I'm a big fan of – I call them tassels on the boots, like how Ultimate Warrior yeah. had tassels, you know? Tassels versus fringe, you know? Yeah, fringes on the boots. Yeah, separate things, man. British Bulldog had great fringes. Great fringe game. Yeah, it's all about the fringe, man. <laughs> Wrestlers, take your fringe game to the next level. Yes. What the uh, fringe? Uh, <laughs> tag team champion. Okay, I actually I like this. I like that Dominic challenged Jay to a match and Ray yelling in a backstage like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> they need to take this further with just Dominic making stupid decisions that just frustrate Ray to no end, which would be a good way to have them have inner conflict that cause them to lose the tag titles. Yeah, yeah and we're getting a rematch at yeah. SummerSlam, which just got announced like it was nothing, right? Like. They were like, yeah, they're going to defend their tag titles at SummerSlam against the Mysterious. And I'm like, when did that decision get made? You just randomly announced it? Like, it's nothing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we're pretty close to that split between Dominic and Ray. I think that's what they're setting up now in terms of Ray, Dominic wait. saying he didn't need Ray's help and getting involved. And there is a little dissension now, it seems. And with the Usos, those champs, though, man, like, why aren't they hotshotting the Street Profits for SummerSlam against the Usos? Yeah. Seems like a much bigger match. And the Street Profits are great tonight, I thought. Low yeah, rest they first, yeah, but I thought, yeah, they look great. Maybe they don't want the Usos to drop the belts yet, and you can't do that to the Street Profits yeah. anymore. They can't continue to just keep getting pinned on title matches. So let's not put them in that position until you're ready to, you know, give them the titles. Yeah. Um, so Jey Uso won that match. Of course. And uh we had an intercontinental championship match or a contenders match pardon me uh apollo cruz against king shinsuke nakamura my wife told me tonight that she thought he was saying his name was rick boobs all these weeks and i was like that is a much better name yeah but rick boobs you was, just told him you should have, oh, so she figured that out on her own in terms of hearing she's, she's saying boo, boo, boobs i was like boogs she's like boob i'm like with the g boogs <laughs> he, they're starting to get over. These fans are starting to He's uh, over. come sing along to that entrance. Yeah, Aziz interfered. Uh, Shinsuke won by DQ. Yeah. This this Apollo Cruz IC title run has been so disappointingly yes. underwhelming. Um, and and you guys know because we've been here and we really like what Apollo was doing on the beginning, but it's just gone nowhere. Um, and the same thing every week, and now with these contender matches, which is the latest trend with WWE, you gotta pin the champion ten times to get a shot at the champion. Like they gotta they gotta change a couple of things around here. Shinsuke Nakamura is a vision in white. I just wanna add that. Hmm? It does look good. Shinsuke should up his fringe game. I'll take it to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, no, I agree with what you're saying about Apollo Crews. It's just so unfortunate because I feel like he really developed his character over the pandemic. He got more promo time. He got to yeah. talk. 
we got to find out who he was. And I thought he became a pretty big star in terms of in the realm of WWE compared to where he was a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, but he did that without a crowd. And so now that he has a crowd, they're just going right back to having him go out there and wrestle. I don't think a lot of these fans who have now attended these live events understand what's going on with Apollo Crews. And like, when did he win the Intercontinental title? Like, I don't think they've done a good job letting him kind of express his character in a live group setting. Yeah. Agree. I love that. That's actually an excellent point because I didn't think about that. I personally thought that his feud with Big A just went on for too long where you completely forgot why he's this way now and what happened too because they feel it for so long. Yeah. It's tough too because I feel like uh, Shinsuke with uh, Rick Boogs, it's so crowd friendly. Like, I just feel like, like at SummerSlam, I can absolutely see them winning the title. Uh, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, the tag titles or the Intercontinental title? For uh, Intercontinental, I can see Shinsuke winning and having the big moment with Rick. I think the Rick Shinsuke feud, though, is money. When they break up, I think that could be huge. Yeah, but way down the line, I don't want to see these guys break up. Why are you trying to break them up? <laughs> We're trying to develop wow. the story. No, 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 not this one. Look, here's the thing: they are good together, but they are together without being together. If that makes sense, they don't have a lot of chemistry. You don't see them like talking wow. to one another. You know what I mean? Like they are a duo without being a partnership. If that makes sense. Honestly, you said together so many times that all I'm thinking about is that together movie from You plus me equals us. <laughs> yes, that, that literally singing that in my brain. You, you plus I, me, equal time. Equal time, That follow-up <laughs> single they did, the hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff, is legitimately one of the top boy band bangers of the early 2000s. No, do you remember their rival band and they had the single Rub One Out? That is a jam right there. <laughs> I got to watch that. I downloaded that movie uh, like it was on some torrent site a while ago. I've been sitting on that. I've been meaning to watch it. I was I've trying been to explain... to watch it for a long time, too. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> I was trying to explain because a video came on. We were watching an old MTV thing. And I was explaining to my wife. I'm like, it was a parody. But then they actually started touring. Like they opened for Britney Spears. Yeah. Like it's very <laughs> weird. But uh, and rest in peace, QT. Uh, but yeah, yeah together uh, was awesome. They were they were talking about doing a reunion like a couple of years ago. I want to see that. I want to see that oh, happen. Wow, that'd be fun. Uh, you know, the yeah. MMC, the Mickey Mouse Club, MMC group, the party uh, is doing a reunion concert uh, in Orlando in September with like a big MMC like thirty thing. I'm bummed. I wish the travel situation was a little better because their cover of Dawkins in my dreams was awesome. Um, but yeah, man, that'd be cool. Uh, but no, but so my point though, with um, Shinsuke and Rick Boogs is it's, it's like Rick is obviously the flavor flavor of this equation. Um, it is true though. Now that I think about it, Chuck D just flavor would acknowledge Chuck, but how many times has Chuck ever acknowledged flavor Flav? Yeah, yes. They don't always need to look each other in the eye or anything. Flavor Flav is just a it's the same thing. Flavor Flav is there to hype them up. You know, they're not necessarily sitting there having intellectual conversations together, but Chuck D is a revolutionary and Flavor Flav is there to say, yeah, boy, you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit because it's pretty (laughs) intense what Chuck D is talking about. And I think that's the effect that uh, Rick Boogs has on Chinsuke is there to kind of lighten the mood. Although we were talking about the other night with Two Live Crew, you know, Luke was originally the hype man, then somehow took over and became the leader. Yeah, yeah, he's a great leader. He's a great leader. <laughs> Band in the USA is a, is a jam. Yeah. Uh, so when the hype man becomes the front man, it can, there's precedent. Yeah. It can happen. There's the split. 
Yes, there it is. And then there, wasn't there that kid in another bad creation that all he did was like talk and announce who was going to rap next? Like he didn't actually rap. He would just like <laughs> announce who was going to rap. Like, yo, bro, bro, you up next. Does. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good gig <laughs> if you can get it, you know? Or MC Brains on Uchi Coochie had like the guy that just like introed the song and at the end like rattled off that he got paid a lot of money just to like do voiceover on the song. So Rick Boogs is like that guy, but he plays yes. guitar. You see brains. Uchi Coochie's a jam. Um, so back to the show tonight. Uh, after Aziz caused a DQ, uh, we got the video package on the contract signing last week, that, how we ended up with Cena versus Roman Reigns. So Cena was in the building tonight, but not on TV? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he was, maybe he wrestled a dark match. I don't know if he was, I know he wasn't advertised for TV, that's for sure. And this crowd didn't seem to think so. Yeah. I don't know. He's on top of the world, man. Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's promoting that, too. He's been all over promoting Suicide Squad. So I don't know if he would have had time to be on TV tonight. Yeah, very strange. Uh, Tamina Stuka versus Tegan Knox. Tegan got a pretty easy win. This was good. I mean, it's very it. short. They're, they're using that tank, which uh, is fine. I guess it's not a disqualification to shoot balls into the ring. They didn't quite think. I don't know if they planned to hit Tamina with it, but they didn't hit Tamina with the ball, but it was a fun visual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good for them. I think they're getting over. Uh, what do you think of this uh, Alfred Q versus Edge and Rollins, this uh, promo off with Rollins on video tonight? I thought this was fine. I thought Edge had some good line. I thought uh, I liked Edge saying that like you had the chance to finish the job and it came back and bit you because I uh, eliminated you from the Royal Rumble. I thought both of them were very well thought out. Seth did a good job of being kind of a smarmy heel, but he just kind of went from zero to like really angry just because Edge made some comments saying you're Edge light. And like of all things, that's what set Seth Rollins off. So I thought that was weird toward the end, but I thought they interacted very well with each other. Lisa? Yeah, I agree. I, I love this segment. I, I think this is the match that I'm looking forward to the much as the most at SummerSlam. I um I really love seeing bits and pieces of the old set Rollins that we love, the more yeah. serious guy, right? The, the promo that the words that he was using. I, I granted that he will start cackling, but he was saying some really good burns to Edge and Edge was giving them right back. I loved it the comparison of how much they had in common because I do think that 2014, 2015 Seth Rollins was the ultimate opportunist. Look at his catching. Mm. Like, he's literally learned from Edge. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of Edge saying, you're just trying to do, you know, what I did. Um, I really cannot wait to see them go one-on-one. -on -one. And I did like how they kept them apart in this kind of way. We cannot have the same brawl again this week or Seth Rollins going to attack him from behind. The only thing that I would change is that they got to stop saying via satellite. Like, this is 2021. Yeah, they I was can say, say that. FaceTime, Skype. Like, you know, there's <laughs> other ways to communicate. Uh, <laughs> this via satellite thing? Like, Zoom. Oh my God. It's good. I feel like my influence <laughs> of podcasting together, I was just about to say that. I was like, good. Now you're starting to just pick apart these little details. Yes, live via satellite. Yeah, you what? are an influence. You got me over here freaking bringing up together, and now you have me. Somebody <laughs> oh, said we have other... been doing this a while now. So Somebody asked me the other day in business to mail them a check, and I said, well, first I have to get a time machine and go back to 1997 and then bust out my checkbook, and then I can write it and drop it in the mail. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like, what year is this? Like, would somebody want you to fax them something? It's like, what, what's going on? I think they should go all the way with the Zoom thing, too. They should have, like, they should show you logging in to Seth Rollins being brought up. And then he starts talking. It's like, Seth, you're on mute. Seth, you're on mute. Come on. Come on. And he unmutes himself. All right. What was I saying? All right. Here's what I was saying. 
<laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jackson Count's pointing out, it's like, Seth has to win this. I'm assuming Seth is going to win this. Yeah, I don't think that's a given, but I, yeah, I'm assuming that Seth wins this. I mean, yeah. I think it would be huge for Seth Rollins to win this, yes. If he's going up against Roman, he has to win this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, uh, Street Profits had a pretty easy victory over Rude and Ziggler tonight. Uh, good to see Street Profits both back in action. And then we had a championship contenders match. Uh, we had Zelina Vega battling Bianca Belair. Bianca getting a pretty easy win here. Um, but Sasha Banks coming out during the match. Uh, Issa, what'd you think of this? Um, yeah, it was it was a fun match. I like seeing um Sasha Banks coming out and I like seeing that the interaction didn't have like anything to do with the finish. Bianca looked dominant and you have to make her look dominant right now. She is your champion and after yeah. she cut the promo that she cut earlier on in the night. I thought if they let her loose over some stupidity, I'm gonna be mad because you finally made her look you know, like like a badass, and she can be a face and still be a badass. So I just, again, I, I brought it up earlier, and I will do it again. I feel bad for this Selena Vega return and what they're doing with her, you know, <laughs> because she's so good with promos, and we need more women that can talk on the mic, but you can't believe anything that she says at this point. So... <sighs> That is true. I mean, for such a very good promo that she cut at the beginning, and they even backstage kind of established that, okay, listen, um, you're going to get a future title shot if you win. So they even had the kind of stipulation there, and she couldn't even um, win there. And I thought that was very weird that, you know, very inconsistent with this management that they're totally fine with you illegally signing for a championship match. But if you get the champion to verbally agree to fight you, they say, what? Well, no, we make the decisions around here. It has to, you have to earn it around here. So I thought that was very weird, but uh, yeah, I will say, Alfred, to that point, I actually like that Sonia and Adam Pierce were like, yeah, no, because Selena Vega has no wins on her record. It's like, what do you think grants you a title match? But it's like, I guess John Cena is because of the name value, right? Because technically mm. speaking, he didn't earn it. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I did appreciate that, but it's, it's a lack of, you know, storytelling on their end, like not to Selena, but everybody else. Yeah, you're fine. That, that's exactly. Kind of and that's my, my point. I thought this was mm -hmm. good. This is them showing authority and fairness and structure. I just would have liked to see it when their contract signing got away right. from them Yeah. <laughs> right. And this time we had Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Um, Baron Corbin, we talked about this before, like rich people losing their wealth is funny, much like Shit's Creek, Arrested Development, or Arthur yeah. Two on the Rocks. Uh, but <laughs> poor people and making fun of their poverty, not so humorous. And it felt kind of shittier tonight, given those NXT cuts. I did think it was clever that like, he can't even afford entrance music, but from there- it was I like, like that. That's weird. Okay, so I might understand that you have to pay for your own entrance music. You have music to buy your own WWE. entrance music. I never knew that, but we learned something new every day. So all you SoundCloud rappers, I want you to get a Baron Corbin on Twitter and offer him some entrance music for free. There Hook him are. up. <laughs> Everybody, send your demo tapes to Baron Corbin on Twitter and offer him some free I think so, I thinking, I, it's a, maybe it's UFC that they do have to pay or get the rights to whatever song they want to come out, to, if I'm not mistaken. So it does it does make sense. You know, like, I thought I liked it. I It, it gave me a little pop when they said he can't afford his entrance. <laughs> that was good. But they were just kind of feeling yeah. bad. They were just feeling bad, though, in light of the NXT thing. It was kind of like... 
it was yeah, very hard to focus on what was going on here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is a little weird the juxtaposition of people losing their jobs and him not being homeless and whatnot. But I, I you know, I don't think those are part and parcel. You know, it's just this guy's doing a homeless gimmick at the same time that these cuts are going on. It's an well, and time. yeah, it's actually it's actually worse what they did with Drake Maverick last year to use the COVID releases in a storyline that he was fighting right. to earn his job back, which. I feel like that one got kind of lost in the dust. Nobody ever really investigated that. And like, what was real and what was kayfabe there? Like that one really flew under the radar. Right. Well, I'm pretty, he definitely got released. It was legitimately Did released. And that was legitimate in terms of him crying. I, that was not a whole act. I just think that it got, it went so viral and people connected with it so much that he was just the exception of the rule where it's like, we got to bring this guy back. It's really, people have really connected with this, you know, heartfelt promo. And he I mean, had the two matches story. left. Right, then he yeah. had a couple of matches yeah. left as yeah, well yeah, that he was supposed to finish. So I, yeah, I'm a bit of a Drake Maverick truther in that regard. But if you go back and watch that video when he takes that pause, like it's all heartfelt and I feel for him. But then when he takes a pause, like, so my next match is coming up in this tournament. Are gonna? It was like kind of like I understand right. lemons lemonade, but it felt just a little too, a little too, you know? Sure. I mean, if yeah. it was a performance, it's a hell of a because. It's a hell of a performance if, you, if this whole thing was a work. And there's all this, there are people, think, and I'm not saying that this maybe wasn't a work, but there are people who think that Montreal's screw job was a work. Sure. And the, and the nature of wrestling, there is such a carnyism to it that Absolutely. it would not be a surprise that if this whole thing was a work all along. I just, you know, I, I don't think, I do think he legitimately got released, but who knows? Who knows? I don't. I know mean, that. wrestling is the reason why we all got trust issues, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like you trust no one, no one. <laughs> is this marriage of work, honey? <laughs> oh, if my wife catches me in a lie, I'll be like, "That was kayfabe before when I said I was going to clean out the garage this weekend." But I'm shooting with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, Finn beat Baron pretty easily here, and then Roman came out, and these guys. Uh, had a face-off. Um, Issa, what'd you think of the segment? I love that Roman said you keep my name out of your mouth. And I, it was sexy. Um, but Finn Balor is <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor is out there calling out John Cena. It didn't make any sense. Like, listen, Roman was right. He said, I handled the situation. I'm handling it. Stay out of it, you know? Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense for Finn Balor to call John Cena. I like that Finn Balor was angry about getting screwed out of his contract, so he handled uh, Baron Corbin and even said, and John Cena's next because John Cena was the opportunist who, despite not doing anything over the past year or so, went and signed his own name on Finn Balor's contract. So, you know, Finn Balor should be mad. It's just the character of Finn Balor since he's come to this main roster has been two steps forward, one step back, and that they booked him very strongly coming in. He looked like a big star, and then he had the contract thing where it was – swept from under his legs. Tonight I thought was good for him in terms of him being angry, in terms of him beating Baron Corbin, looking strong, calling out Roman Reigns, saying the Finn Balor of old would have smiled through this. So now you think, okay, he's back on track and they just beat the hell out of him and they were chanting Cena when he was calling out Roman Reigns. And so now it gets away from him again. And it just uh, seems like he's going to be now at that kind of mid-card level. And the Usos attacking and beating up Finn Balor. Yes. I, Finn's got to at least get a match against Cena out of this. Yeah. Cena or Reigns. I mean, he, he should get a match or he should be considered because he was the number one contender as recently as a week ago. And, and he wasn't the number one contender. He wasn't the number one contender. He came out and say, I challenge you. And Roman was like, sure, easy work. But that doesn't make you the number one contender. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, it does. I guess 
everybody just comes out and calls somebody out, you know. But he was just standing there like pew 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 pew. Like <laughs> then the Usos came and attacked him. It was like, listen, the Usos need to be talked to because like if Roman is already at the end, getting ready to go backstage and he has to come back in to finish the job because these two can't do it. Somebody needs to have a conversation with them. <laughs> Fernando Perez, Buck ninety nine. Wrestling is why we have trust issues. So uh, fitting, true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or so effing true. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough to tell, right? In all, in all of this stuff, and I don't know. This was a good, decent show. It was fine. I think you know the next two weeks are going to be hotter, just in the build to SummerSlam. Curious what happens. Not enough Roman. Not enough Roman tonight. I know. Isa, we all want to Smurf a Smurf. He's a very, very attractive man. <laughs> and if you have John Cena there, if he was backstage, how do you not put him on the show? I don't know. I know. It's very weird. I'm looking forward to the promo showdown between Cena and Reigns when they're in the ring yeah. at the same time. Because they've been doing these shots like diss tracks where it's one and then you know, the response. But I want to see them in the ring at the same time. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's and it's really going to hype it. I think with um, Cena, Cena's going to have a great weekend this weekend with Suicide Squad opening. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, he's gold on the mic. And I can they see should some... have let Roman said that. They should have let Roman say he's not here because he's doing oh. his Hollywood duties right now. That yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah. I could see him showing up Monday to on Raw to further build the match on SummerSlam. Yeah, he's scheduled for. A, I don't know if he's scheduled for this raw, but I know he's scheduled for a bunch of shows. It's the summer of Cena they're doing, so I think. Yes. This week, I don't know if this week's raw is one of them. Which is crazy. Like when you watch the Suicide Squad and the character he makes the uh, plays the peacemaker, like this is so incredible that they're hyping him playing this type of character. Yeah. Like it's really nuts in the best way mm-hmm. possible. Very, uh, no, very obscure comic book character, but. Uh... I'm glad yeah. he's doing such a big role. And he's very committed to it because he's been dressing up like Peacemaker everywhere he goes. Which is crazy. You know what's funny? I think I tweeted this like three or four years ago, but I was saying that my dream casting was uh, Cena being cast as the, the guy who replaces Captain America and becomes evil, which is the role that went to Ryan Rus- or Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So like That's Peacemaker great. is very much the same sort of character. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Like if Captain America was a psychopath. Um, so yeah, uh, but it was fun. We watched it last night. It's a very, very fun movie. I'll watch it this weekend. I'm gonna watch yeah, it, it this weekend. Yeah, we gotta man. I'm still let down by DC Cab, man. Had such high hopes for that. Oh, you had high hopes for that? No, I could have told you that was gonna be bad. I mean, I, Mr. T was good. <laughs> Mr. T's good in everything. Why yeah, is it always good? I, I just want to take a moment. Why is a society did we all turn our back on Mr. T? He was America's sweetheart. For yeah. like five years, and then yeah. we stopped supporting him. He didn't <laughs> let like us five down. Years. We let him down. Yeah, show business uh-huh. is tough, man. You're the hot thing, and then uh, you know you just get phased out. But he had a great career, and he's great he's an career. icon. And I loved him as Clubber Lang, one of the greatest heels in the history of any movies, wrestling, sports. Great heel, Mister Clubber Lang. Absolutely, no. He's for that. He released that uh, rap song about respecting your mom. Oh yeah, he did. Had that special right. "Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool." No, he had that deep. great Hall of Fame speech about his mama that got cut off. And uh, yeah. <laughs> remember that speech? That was iconic. I mean, it went on a little too long, but he had that thing where he just kept talking about his mom. It was very funny. He said he celebrates his mom on Father's Day. <laughs> you remember that? He's saying all these things like Halloween. I celebrate my mom on Mother's Day, even on Father's Day. 
so great. He's one of the one of the all-time greats. And I've never heard a bad thing about him. You know, there's so many people that we grew up with where later it's like, oh, you know, maybe. Please knock on wood. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx okay. it. Okay. Fingers wood. crossed. Right, you know, right, sometimes. I'm too big of a fan of us, but, you know. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I mean. <laughs> sure, Mr. T wasn't a fan of some of those uh, promos Roddy was cutting in the mid. <laughs> some of those edited of out moments. Yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff didn't age so hot. Uh, not that it should have been cool at the time, but anyhow, uh, there we have it. Anything else we didn't cover? Have we solved enough of the world's problems for tonight? No, yeah. Spent a lot of time talking about the releases, which uh kind of a downer on the night, but this is just a show. Yeah. I agree. I, there's nothing special about the show. I wouldn't say it was bad, but it, it, I could have done without it, to be honest. Right. It was, uh, you didn't miss anything if you didn't watch it kind of show. Yeah. And it's interesting. This is just to sort of put a little bow on this with NXT. Tonight, SmackDown, I'm looking at the numbers, and Smackdown, our SmackDown numbers are pretty consistent. NXT, we've actually been doing better numbers on NXT coverage lately than SmackDown coverage. Yeah, it's interesting. It might be the sci-fi thing that people didn't find it, and so then now they're coming over here, but Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but NXT is, I think I think this is even going to be more alienating to the hardcore fan base than some of the main roster releases. Although Bray Wyatt's pretty yeah. darn pretty darn uh cutting and yeah. so we'll see and hey now we're in a never-ending release cycle so stay tuned to wrestling inc stay tuned to twitter it could happen in any moment john cena yeah. could be cut from the company tonight oh no <laughs> please yes. <laughs> okay uh next friday is next friday the debut of rampage i, I think it's it a, is, right is it it is. Yes, the 13th yes Okay, wow. so it's gonna be but... different. Yeah, we'll see how we do in that one. Yeah, so crazy. Um, so Issa, where can everyone find you on the interwebs? NYC Demon Diva with a one instead of an I on Twitter, and NYC Demon Diva on YouTube. Please subscribe. I'm so close to twelve thousand. Hey, and Alfred, uh, at this is nasty on Twitter and Pro Wrestling Bits on YouTube. Best uh, channel on YouTube. Best hottest channel, channel on wrestling right now. <laughs> no, no, second hottest channel on wrestling right now, next to Tayisa. And uh, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give me a follow on Twitter, where uh, I occasionally tweet about wrestling, but mostly whatever I'm watching on TV or movies or radio commercials. You tweeted something about MTV's 40th anniversary, I believe it is. Yeah, that I really got into. <laughs> Oh man! So like we watched a lot of old MTV last weekend to celebrate. MTV didn't celebrate their anniversary. We celebrated. No, yeah. <laughs> Such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, everybody, uh, have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here on Tuesday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.